Hola, mi gente. Soy yo, Amarilis, also known as the Latin Phoenix, and you are listening to Stay Tuned with Howie and Troy. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. Please like us on Facebook, where you can click the anchor link to leave us a voicemail. You can follow us on Twitter at StayTunedTNH. You can even email the show at StayTunedTNH at gmail.com. You can find our merchandise at tchip.com and by searching Stay Tuned. A big thank you to Jesus Perez for helping to set that up for us. And if you need any artistic help, you can look him up on Facebook at Ace in the Hole Signs and Graphics or Dirty Baby Original. And his website is aceintheholesigns.com. We are available on all major podcast platforms, including Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. So please make sure to share, subscribe, rate, and review. We appreciate your support. Now, let's get into the show. Welcome back to another show. Stay tuned with Troy and Howie. And, uh, well, it is Super Bowl morning, Troy. Good morning. Good morning. It is Super Bowl morning. And uh, as I said to you before we started recording here, this is like I haven't really watched anything to do with football uh, <laughs> since the since Buffalo loss. So it's it's going to be different here watching a little bit of football today. So even, I'm going to feel like I'm out of the loop. So so working in the mental health field, can I can I officially classify you as uh, clinically depressed for the week or what? Uh, for two weeks. For two weeks, yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think that'd be a hard diagnosis. No, no, and I, I definitely feel your pain on that. Uh, I'll tell you what, and I know you said you weren't watching too much football of anything, but if you get a chance, uh, I just read the article. Uh, did, you, did you hear about the Cordell Stewart article? I did not. Um, well, he was a former Steeler uh, quarterback. Uh, he also went. He was also known as Slash, mm-hmm. and uh, and he his his career started crumbling because somebody in the police department in Pittsburgh started making accusations about him being gay. Really? Yeah, and it really turned ugly uh, behind the scenes. In fact, he even talked about uh, the one time he was going off the field. He goes, you know, this is pretty bad, you know, because obviously when you play other teams in their stadium, they tend to, you know, they tend to boo you and scream Mm -hmm. and yell obscenities. He said this one guy 
took an entire cup of beer and threw it and hit him right in the face and started calling him the N-word and, and oh my gosh. Call, making uh, derogatory statements about being gay. And, uh, and um, he said, you know what the sad part of that was? He goes, it was a guy in Three River Stadium wearing a Steelers jacket mm. that threw that at him. You know, one of his own fans. One of his own, and and that's when he was like, you know what? Um, he's like, I, I was beside myself. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know. And and then he talks about how he learned to deal with it. But he actually heard the news uh, from somebody. Um, somebody called him, and he was actually in the house with his girlfriend. You know, and and he was like, "Come on, man, I'm with my girlfriend. I mean, I, I don't know what else to tell you." You know, and uh, he goes, "I'm not." You know, he was obviously in denial, which he should have been, but uh, but that's yeah, and, and just think about how times have changed there. Right? Oh my gosh, yeah, and that's what he said because, too. You know, that story comes out today. Okay. Who yeah, cares? yeah, it's not, you know, exactly. <laughs> and uh, and he was like. He felt like he got shortchanged um, as a Steeler quarterback. And when you look at his numbers, he was actually really good mm-hmm. as a Steeler quarterback. And well, he was uh, definitely the one that uh, defined the position to you know more what it is today, where you can where you can get away with having a scrambling quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Randall Cunningham did as well, but I think Stewart took it to a whole new level. Yep, I I agree. Cordell Stewart did. Um, you could probably throw in Randall Cunningham, maybe mm-hmm. Warren Moon back in the day, and and I would even throw in Steve Young back in the eighties, uh, early nineties. Yeah, good point. Steve you Young. know, yep. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's that was kind of what he had to go through, and I really. I really had a different opinion in a positive way about him when he started talking about that. So you have to get a chance if you if you uh, if you have a chance, just look it up, uh, Cordell Stewart, and uh, it's a nice it's a nice article to read. Okay, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. Um, hey, real quick before we get into um, our interview and stuff like that, I didn't want to shortchange. Um, you just heard Amaralis uh, Amaralis Santiago there at the yep. beginning, also known as the Latin Phoenix. The- Yes, and um, and and you can find her on Facebook, uh, Amaryllis, aka the Latin Phoenix, and she also has a crepery that she's going to be starting, and you can find that as the Latin Phoenix Crepery. Yep, she's um, starting that in Georgia, and I and it sounds like you can also order it pretty much anywhere yeah. that you are. Yep, she said she's going to set it up that you can order it and have like overnight shipping if you want to. Um, so yeah, check all that stuff out, mm-hmm. um, and. Um, we're going to hear another clip of hers before we get into our interview with her. Um, but is there anything you want to kind of touch up or do you want to, do you want to wrap everything up after the interview? You know what? I say we wrap up everything after the interview. What I will say, though, is she was a real fun interview. Uh, Absolutely. She, she and was great to talk to. In fact, she turned uh, she turned it on to us. She started interviewing us when it was all said and done. So was, I thought that was, that was fun. Was yeah. Funny. That was the first time that happened to us. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, but the other cool thing was, um, and we didn't find out until after we had the interview booked, is that she's 11 in Pennsylvania native. So Yes. Yep. So, so uh, cool. yeah, from so, Cedar so Crest know. High School in Lebanon County, Pennsylvania. So, yep. so she was one of our uh, uh, home bodies, I guess you can say. So Yeah, it was really cool. So it was able to kind of speak to her and, you know, where she was, ta- the places she was talking about going are actually places that we knew really well. Uh-huh. Um, you know, bringing up Wolfer Magoo's here in Lebanon, which is no longer open. Nope. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a really cool story and to hear her, you know, her, her story and where she came from Most definitely. and how she got into music at such a late age and, 
Um, you know, and if her parents didn't know before, they all are going to know now about uh, <laughs> her her listening to her music while they weren't there. So that's right. That's right. <laughs> And by the way, parents, she's also got tattoos. I don't know if you know that or not. (laughs) (laughs) Just throw her under the bus. That's right. That's right. No, she was a fun interview, and uh, it was great talking with her. And I'm definitely, I'm sure we'll we'll chat with her again. So yeah. So but yeah. So uh, I'd say without further ado, uh, let's play another one of her uh, songs and go right into the uh, interview. So. Here is Amaryllis Santiago, also known as the Latin Phoenix. Welcome to another show. Stay tuned with Troy and Howie. And uh, we have a couple guests on here today. And uh, the first one here is Amaryllis. Am I saying that correctly? Yes. Awesome. Amaryllis <laughs> Santiago. And uh, and you also brought on a, uh, a business partner. Do you want to introduce him? Sure. Baron Harris has been with me for several years. And he works as, as my uh, general manager booking project management awesome. on poorly he's like a big brother to me <laughs> okay <laughs> sounds good uh he laughed Aaron, at welcome to the show yeah and well, thank you. Uh, and my name by the way is howie and this is troy so uh welcome to the uh welcome to the show and uh baron uh she did a lot of bragging up on you so you got something to live <laughs> up to so uh what's going on <laughs> <laughs> So I understand that you uh, manage uh, some uh, some big names in show business. Uh, not really. I wouldn't call them big names, but uh, everybody's got a lot of responsibility, so everybody's important. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. That's true. Yeah. And how? And how so long? So what, what's um, what's on the agenda for you, Baron? What are some um, some artists you're looking to uh, promote, and uh, what are some events that might be happening? Uh, well, actually, I'm looking at um, across an industry. Um, I actually do work with artists in, in the jazz arena, uh, artists in urban contemporary. Um, and then um, I have represented uh, other comedians, comedians and other people in entertainment as well. Oh, nice. Okay. So any way I can help them get their brand out is the most important to me. Oh, very cool. And where are you based out of, Baron? 
Um, actually, I'm based in New Jersey, just right okay. outside Philadelphia. Okay. Wow. And how did you two the meet? southern part of the state. How did you and Amaryllis meet? Me. <laughs> well, I was um, actually a Luther Dowdle from um, Dowdle. Um, I think I'm saying it right, uh, Baron Entertainment. He does um, with, uh, Will Downing Dada. and Dowdle. Yeah, he works with uh, Will Downing, Gerald Beasley, and all those pretty cool artists. And uh, he referred me to um, Baron because his uh, artist roster was full at the time. So. Oh, okay. Very cool. And and Baron, you said I heard you say comedians. I mean, how did you go from musicians to uh comedians and and what type of comedian comedians are we talking about here? <laughs> Cuz no, I can be um, funny too, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I've I've done work understanding how entertainment works and managing the brands of people who have very busy schedules. Um, booking the requirements they have in terms of getting their brand out. Um, you start to see that these things start to come hand in hand. There's times when uh, comedians are actually uh, MCs for events, you know, cruises and other things where they're introducing talent. And then you just started connecting the networks and, you know, you get a phone call and okay. that's how it gets started. All right. And, uh, and, and how does one like come to you and say, you know what, I would love for you to promote me. Well, in many cases, it, it depends on whether it's a strategy for rolling out um, a series of shows, if it's to roll out a new project release. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all based on a particular goal they have. And okay. then we sit down to see if I'm the correct person for them, because I also have a, uh, a corporate project management background. Okay. So it's all about making sure that we're doing something that's realistic. And as long as there's a fit. Uh, and the check clear, so to speak. So you could tell I'm a man of a certain age when I'm talking checks. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. As long as <laughs> and we're good to go. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so no um, PayPal for you is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, now, now, Baron, now you know. <laughs> PayPal, PayPal can be our friend. Oh, I can imagine. I can imagine, especially in this day and age, right? With the COVID and and uh, what I'm seeing a lot too. And uh, we we've uh, we've talked with uh, some, for example, some music stars like from Nashville and so forth. And and uh, now when they're doing shows, they'll actually have a sign in the background saying how you can electronically tip them. And uh, is that is that something that you guys have to uh, learn how to accommodate as well these days, or Venmo, Cash App, Zelle, hey, <laughs> you name it, right? Any any way to get some money into your bank account? <laughs> yes. 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 Oh my gosh. Good stuff. So, um, uh, wire. <laughs> yeah, that, that kind of let me when with how I bring in that question up. That kind of led me to my next question here. Um, are are you guys like scheduling online events and such, or or what? What are you guys doing right now? Well, Baron's been really phenomenal. He's been working with an extraordinary vocalist, Jesse Powell. So they actually have um, kind of found their niche. They've they've found their own rhythm. You know, it, it's working. And I'll let him speak on that. And then on my end, I have a really special sister. Her name is Eleanor 
Dubinsky, which she would be another awesome person to speak mm. to. Um, yeah. She's been doing um, concerts every single Sunday. Wow. And wow. she's been doing it since March. And then she ties it in also with either um, a conservatory or something um, political or homeless shelter or something. But she's she does a gamut from uh, jazz to folk to Americana. And she sings in Portuguese, French, oh Spanish, gosh. American. That's she's, impressive. She's amazing. She's amazing. I, I, I met her at um, Cape Cod um, conference. I was doing a, a panel for the uh, for the Grammys as one of the governors, uh-huh. and um, she attended one of the panels. and She was asking a lot of questions, and um, I really admire her because she's one one artist of many, as well as Jesse, that has to me has really just pivoted and just said, you know what? Okay, this is what this is what it's going to be. I hate to use the word normal because it's not. Yeah. And before COVID it wasn't normal anyway. So, I mean, for us to even get on the bandwagon and say the new normal to me is it's stupid. You know, that's just, um, nothing we, is we share the same opinion. <laughs> I was just going to say, I'm so happy to hear you guys say that because whenever someone says the new normal, I just want to punch them. No offense. Right. It's like there's no new normal. What, I mean, you're living life. That's not normal, right? Yeah, so, right. But I, So I see it from the end of um, how Eleanor does it. And then I also see how um, Baron um, wraps up and he's got a unique program and marketing that they've done. And, and I'm just getting my feet wet on it. So I just tell him, hey, you know, just when it's time for me to, to jump on that particular bandwagon, then we'll work things out. But but he can um, tell you how it's working for him. I, I think it's great. I mean, she's got mm-hmm. um, tears. She's got sponsors. I mean, wow. Baron, you, you can talk about it I'm, while I eat my chocolate. Let's <laughs> <laughs> hear it, Baron. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, there, there, there's a before you get into the the strategy of it. There's a number of platforms that are out there, whether mm-hmm. it's live stream or or Zoom or or Stream ZY or anything like that. So I have uh, I have a client that's in the UK. Um, that in the UK they're still uh, in London. They're performing live performances, but the the locations are restrictive. Okay. So you could only have so many people in the building, and then what they'll do is they'll stream that performance out and still choose, uh, still charge for tickets online. Wow. Um, so whether it's a studio or it's a sort of an empty venue, uh, there's opportunities for people to still uh, perform. And then there's some folks uh, using live stream and using Zoom as well. Mm-hmm. Um, for one of my artists uh, here in the U.S., we've been using Zoom. Uh, because we've been my, uh, monitoring or managing a, an interactive show um, where we've done shows where uh, the performer has been in um, one part of the country. She's being interviewed from a radio station in another part of the country. Right. And then the entire show is streamed live over the radio at the same time. So we kind of have a VIP room where, where people are actually paying money to be a part of, ask questions, get one experience. Oh, and then wow. they've been able to be uh, live on the radio and then interactive there as well with sponsors and other things. Wow. Okay. That's, that's pretty awesome. And is that yeah, something, that's a great idea. is that something you're going to see kind of that trend continue, uh, after we don't need zoom and all that good stuff or is, is it preferably to be yes. in person? 
Well, I you're, you're so. still going to see it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're still going to see it. I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, why not, right? It's it, it, uh, it definitely, instead of going traveling to California, for example, and doing an interview, you can actually do an interview in California, do an interview in the UK, all within maybe uh, an hour or two. So uh, why not if you can uh, make it happen, right? And the show well, as well. Too. Yeah. I mean, I'm so, I'm sorry. I just keep stepping all yeah. over Baron. Um, <laughs> well, like a perfect example of that would be um, the Northeast has gotten slammed with snow. Well, now guess yeah. what? You don't have to cancel your show. Mm-hmm. You can still have the show. It would just be Zoom. Right. You know, inclement weather. I mean, let's let's. COVID is here to stay. It's not a pandemic to me. I think it's just going to be an endemic. It's going to be like in the cold eventually, right? Yeah. And um, I just think with weather, like rain or anything, I mean, people might just say, hey, you know what? Let's get some wine. Let's get some appetizers. You know, let's, let's just, you know, cuddle up and let's watch the show. Right. You know, I think uh, concert, concert, um, uh, USA or concert shows was trying to do that a couple of years ago and it didn't didn't have much traction because people just they weren't feeling the vibe and they, and they didn't see the vision and mm-hmm. um, I know that uh, with Eleanor she she had tried it as well and you just kind of donate right, right. but now with yeah. the, the COVID and everything and the Zoom and you know hey this is like this is what it is and you know you you, you have a hybrid you have a choice of mm-hmm. Maybe you know, hey, you want to check out a you know a particular artist in Spain or a particular artist in Africa, and and you can do it from the comfort of your home while you're still supporting that artist because that's really what it's about is supporting right. the artist right. and you know helping them make money as well. Yeah, one thing I would like to see though is uh, I, I feel like we're losing some connection there. You know, we seem to lose yeah. we seem to be losing a little bit of connection and. And I know, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not an avid concert goer, but I, I like to have the option of going to a concert when I want to. Hybrid. And, yeah, yep. and uh, and I'm, I would, I would really love to do it in person. I don't know. Are you guys like really missing that, or, or what's going on in regards to, uh, you know, I guess live crowds. Yeah, live crowds. I mean, do you perform differently in front of a, a Zoom camera as opposed to standing on stage in front of, you know, a, a certain amount of folks? Well, I I know for me, I have not done a Zoom concert, so I would I would defer that one to Baron. But okay. for me, stage is my house. I mean, that's I mean that that's my home. You know, yeah. I. I that, you know, that's that's where I'm the most happiest at, and I'm, sure that I'm probably saying that for many artists. Mm-hmm. But I think the main key is the the connectivity, and I think that and totally believe that even though we're not seeing each other in in person per se, the connectivity is still there because we can still look at each other and we can still get that vibe. You know, you can still connect with that artist um, and with the fan base you know, and maybe have some person mediating the chat channel while you're performing and be able to still show your heart and still share your heartbeat. Right. And what you're, what you're bringing to it, because for me, I'd rather, okay, let's say we can't go outside. Let's, let's say we're in a complete total shutdown. I still want to be able to connect with my fan base. Sure. 
And and uh, Amaryllis, how do you connect with your fan base right now? <laughs> well, right now, <laughs> well, right now, I am completely engulfed in my crepery, and um, I I'm hoping to get back into the finish my last remaining nine songs. Um, everything was shut down in March, so of course, we're not only like as artists, unless you have your own state of the art studio. Uh, we're at the mercy of other studios and going to different engineering mm-hmm. uh, modalities, right? So right now, the last single that I released was in May of 2020, but that was because it was done in September of 2020. Oh wow! So I haven't been yeah, so I haven't been able to go you know into the studio and complete the other nine songs. So you know, for me, the studio done, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, as far as the the actual performance piece of it, I I just for me I thought you know what until I get that piece done, let me concentrate on getting the crepery done and getting that built up. And then once I get that built up, then I can breathe and then go back into <laughs> the studio as as the engineer feels comfortable to let people start working within that studio element. Gotcha. Okay. And, uh, and um, Baron, did um, I, I know you're kind of on a little bit of a uh, time crunch here, um, so mm-hmm. I just want to make sure you get in anything you'd like to get in before you'd have to leave. Is there anything else you'd like to kind of really touch on? Um, well, the only thing I was going to mention uh, to kind of enhance um, Emerald's point, um, I also miss going to a lot of the, la- of the live functions. Mm-hmm. Um, again, places like London where they will set up on a full stage and then they'll have cameras that will be able to to be able to stream through um, a Zoom interface or live stream where I have other artists who will actually perform out of their home or their home studio. So everybody has been trying to find a way to make it work. But the other problem you're going to have is we have a lot of venues that were making money off of food. And now that they're not making money off of food anymore, they're shutting down. Interesting. Good point. So I have another artist that um, works with uh, Kenny G as his music director, and he tours all over the country. Those tours are six months or more booked out. Mm -hmm. So when these things turn around, there's going to be a number, there's going to be a log jam of the few venues that are left. So I think that the technology is going to be better for people to perform online. More more venues are going to have the ability to stream, and people are going to take that as part of the norm. Sometimes you go to a live event, Sometimes you go to an event where it might be uh, streamed, might be mm-hmm. a smaller venue. Yeah, I also hey, noticed th- that too. Like uh, this past summer, I saw uh, a couple concerts that were streaming live on drive-in movie theaters, and uh, I just found that really interesting. Yeah. That you know, folks were performing live, and uh, and you had to go to the drive-in movie theater to watch their concert. And um, yeah, I don't know. That just seems kind of. That that would be tough for me to do for some reason, but I I get it, man. When you're when you're starving for music, you're gonna go to anything and anywhere to find it, you know, and so forth. So, mm-hmm. most definitely. The one thing that I think is a, a positive out of this whole you know virtual concerts and such like that is um, you you really don't have to put a limit to the audience, you know. Like you can really cater to as many people as the, you know the stream will hold. Yes, you can. So, yeah. so you're not turning people away. You're not, you know, you know, losing ticket sales per se, you know, because some, mm-hmm. because the arena sold out, maybe it only holds 5,000 people or whatever. And then, 
you know, maybe there was 8,000 people that wanted to come and you had to turn 3,000 people away, you know? <laughs> but, so. but you do have to keep in mind that you do have to bring fresh content because if you're performing every week, people are not going to want to see you perform every week, especially when you have well-known artists who are performing live on Facebook and right. Instagram and other platforms. So that challenge you, that challenges you for the same eyes. Mm-hmm. So you got to develop yeah. a niche that works for your fans. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And, then, and then, you know, I guess the, the real creative ones will probably really stick out in something like this. Mm-hmm. That is correct. You, you have to put a good strategy in place that will allow you to, instead of focusing on everybody, focus on your fans first. Right. Put together a comprehensive plan that gives them what they need, and then you expand from there. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That makes total sense. And you had mentioned, uh, I heard mm-hmm. you mention a couple times uh, about um, artists in the UK and so forth. Are you finding that we're getting a little more American talent coming to the UK now and performing? Uh, like in the past, it used to be the opposite. We used to have the UK come to us and perform. Like, you know, obviously the Beatles would be the big one and so forth. Uh, but uh, mm-hmm. are, you, are you seeing are you seeing talent from the US now being um, in demand in the UK a little bit more now? Yes. Oh, it's it's huge, and definitely with urban contemporary and pop, because in the UK, people still go out, they go to dinner, they have a glass of wine, they'll go dancing at an event, where in the US, we kind of segment and separate each of those pieces, and our radio stations don't allow a lot of flexibility for the format. Right. So over in, in London and various parts of Europe, you can be, uh, I know a number of artists that you could see them in your local store. And it'd be very calm and peace <laughs> and peaceful because they know you don't know them, and they go overseas, and people are crying and screaming like they're Michael Jackson. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> yes. That yes. literally that intense, huh? Yes, it is. Yeah. Very intense. Oh my gosh! Uh, yeah, because we we've uh, and and also we're learning that uh, the country genre is even big in the UK, and I didn't even I had no clue when I heard about yep. that. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, yeah, I didn't realize that. Uh, yeah, they, they are very progressive. You can hear a country, a Christian, and a hip-hop song on the same station. <laughs> wow. Cursing and praising <laughs> within awesome. the same, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you can hear year, uh, Christian Yearwood, you can hear, um, or, or, or Blake, and you can hear Kirk Franklin. And, and Eminem. Or, 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 <laughs> or Eminem or somebody. Yeah, yeah. right. Oh wow! Yeah, ludicrous. <laughs> oh, that yeah, sounds like my playlist. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's what Troy works out to every day. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, poor Troy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just, wow. In general, like no, I'm like like people when they ask you what do you listen to, and I'm like I listen to pretty much anything, and that's yeah. that's how I am. And uh, you just saying, you know, like them stations over in the UK that have all kinds of different genres. Like I, that literally looks like something that would be on my playlist or something. <laughs> yeah. I know for me, um, Frank Tui from Jazz Juice Radio. Um, now I've known him since 2012 and he plays all genres, mm. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And, you know, to Baron's point, it, it's just a plethora. I mean, the music, it's, it's huge over there, and they, they appreciate it. Yeah. And it's at the Jazz Juice radio station, and 
And uh, people are constantly sending music, oh, play our music, do interviews, do this, do that. And it's just, it's nuts. Yeah, yeah. That <laughs> but it's a, good, it's a good vibe, you know. It's nothing, nothing negative. And these are all original artists. So these are artists that you aren't even going to hear mm-hmm. in mainstream radio. And talented as I don't know what. I oh, mean, really? they're phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Like, wow, where are these people? Why can't we hear them? Like, Wow. Yeah, and uh, and I guess that that kind of brings me into another point. Uh, you know, in this day and age, we have, you know, America's Got Talent. We have yeah. uh, American Idol. We got the, you know, we got all these the different voice. singing shows, The Voice, and so forth. Uh, have you guys ever considered? Uh, and maybe maybe this would be a question for Baron too. Is like, have you ever considered trying to get your talent on any of those shows? To get noticed more, you had no no interest in that. Uh, I could I, I could see Amaryllis be like, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good look, look. Let me tell you something. I I for me, I, Baron, I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to talk for you or, or your sweethearts. You know what I'm saying? But for me, I define what making it means in the music industry. And um, I'm not a competitive person, like. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said earlier, the stage is my home, and I want to be able to feel like that's my home. I don't want to feel like I have to compete right. to go sit on a sofa or, mm. you know, or anything like that. I mean, if that's if that's going to help somebody propel their career, fabulous. But you know, at my age and even um, twenty or thirty years ago, I I have not changed my mindset of what defining it means to me in the music industry. And okay. so again, I'm I'm only speaking for myself, but I. I never got off into the auditions or sure. or anything like that. I mean, I, I can tell you, honestly, I went to a Radio City Hall audition in 1996, and I sang a Gloria Stefan song, mm. and I made the drive from Pennsylvania to Radio City Music Hall, not knowing what they wanted. They wanted Broadway. What did I know about Broadway? Sound <laughs> machine, you know? Yeah, right. So I... I drove home thinking, you know what? I, I'm just not an audition type person. I'm just going to do me mm-hmm. and and march to my own drum, you know. And um, but that's that's just me. I mean, there's other people sure. that that live, eat, breathe, die, whatever. They have to go to that audition because they'll they they're going to die, you know. <laughs> and um, I, I just it, I just rather not. <laughs> yeah, no, I can I can definitely respect that. Definitely. And, and what about you, Baron, in regards to uh, some of the folks, some of your talent? Um, I've worked with people who, I mean, whether it's South Africa, whether it's Europe, whether it's the U.S., um, I've worked with people who've been on those programs. I've worked with people who've been on Sunday's Best Christian programs. Um, so, so for me, whether it's charting or any of those programs, if the artist has wants, if their goal is to is to be on one of those programs, I don't have a goal. I don't have a problem with allowing them to uh, make uh, a plan to to get there. Mm-hmm. But people normally come to me when they want to make money. This is really what it comes <laughs> down to. When you want to yeah. understand what this business is about and what yeah. you need to do to be successful, if you're going to chart to expand your brand, that's one thing. But after you chart. You can't wait 90 days for iTunes or Spotify or somebody to send you a check. You got to pay bills tomorrow. Yeah. So our strategies are normally within 30 days. What's the plan? How are we building your brand? And what's the goal? Are we going to sell units? Are you going to perform? Yeah. 
And then we normally work to that. If they want to do the other stuff, I can do that. But it's it's, it's their money. Hey, I can appreciate that way of thinking for sure. I mean, you know, and, and that really, in my, my opinion, that really divides the people who are wanting to just be noticed and are 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 just basically looking for that fame more than they are looking to spread their talent, I guess you can say. Uh, so yeah, I can definitely, uh, I can definitely respect, uh, your, your, uh, opinion on that Amaro. So, um, yeah, yeah more you. power to you. And yeah. hey, I know we're coming up on the time that Baron had to leave here. So, um, before we lose you, Baron, um, is, is there anything oh, cool, else? <laughs> <laughs> is there, is there anything else that you'd like to promote real quick? Um, that I'd like to promote. Other than wow. other than my comedy you know, career, web, website, how people can find you, whatever you know. Um, well, B Harris Music is, is where they can find me, but I have a brand that will be coming out uh, in March uh, called BHMG Live, and uh, we will be uh, we will be doing uh, live performances and and opportunities to for people to to be home and to be able to watch stuff on their big screen. Awesome. And is that um, is that like through? Is that like through Facebook or what, where are you doing that through? No, well, uh, again, I, I've been testing uh, the live stream and Zoom platform. So between oh, them so. and there's another one I'm looking at, uh, we'll have that all ironed out, the ability to order tickets and everything. Okay. So is there a social media platform they can find you on, though? Uh, right now, they would find me just under B. Harris Music. And that's on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. That's on all of it. Gotcha. Okay. Excellent. All right. Well, hey, it was great talking with you, yeah. Baron. Wait, 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 wait. Oh. before you go, before you go now. Uh-oh. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a beautiful thing, because this is the first interview that him and I have been on almost uh, almost four and a half years. Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. And- yeah. <laughs> so we, we got to celebrate that. I mean, that's that's an accomplishment. <laughs> yeah. Wish I had uh, I wish I had a drink with me right now. I'd be toasting to it. <laughs> hey, I, got, I got some flavored water. Will there you work? go. <laughs> Chocolate. Oh, yeah, chocolate. There's got to be a crumb somewhere here on the floor. <laughs> thank you, Baron. Yes, Baron. Oh, thank thank you. you. Thank you for your yeah. time, Baron. Great chatting with you, Baron. All right, not a problem. It was a pleasure. All right, take care. Thank you, guys. Yep. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 So, so Amaryllis. Um, so. I wanted to get into, <laughs> yeah. Now, now we got you to ourselves. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, hey, I want to first of all, first of all, I want to tell you that um, you know we're both Lebanon Countyans here in Pennsylvania, right. and then you're obviously from Lebanon County too, right? That's right. So, Born and raised, and I love Lebanon County. Um, I love my Dutch, you know, <laughs> Dutch cooking and my upbringing, and uh-huh. yeah, I'm all about it. <laughs> nice. Nice, and you went to you went to Cedar Crest High School, correct? I did. Okay, and, and uh, did you get? I, I know I was looking at your uh, some one of uh, one of the stories on your site. Were you going for your doctorate, or did you get your doctorate? Yeah. Um, so what happened was I deviated from the doctorate. Was an educator for about five years, mm-hmm. and then I had to be a principal. So I went to school to be a principal. Oh wow. And then from there, when I moved to Georgia, then they, the Department of Ed in Georgia said, well, we don't accept 
that school so you have to start over and oh my goodness <laughs> like you know what i'm gonna retire i'm good <laughs> that's true. true story yeah and you're and you're currently yeah. in atlanta georgia is that correct i'm actually in a little sweet town called dublin georgia okay and i'll tell you um how i got here is a blessing i i love the community just beautiful people um and it it may sound cliche, but after a really bad storm, I can sit on my front porch and see a rainbow. Uh, oh, that's cool. Very nice. And so I love Dublin. I love the people. They're very tight knit. Um, yeah, I mean it's just beautiful, and um, the opportunities are endless here. I mean, you, you make of it what you want. Mm-hmm. And it's country, so you know. I'm, I'm country, but from the north. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm dealing with the southern folk down here, and I'm I'm just in love with their accent <laughs> and um, just their different sayings. And I I listen to them, and I'll just bust out laughing. And I mean, it's yeah. I love it. Yeah, you definitely have the you have the Dutchified sayings around here, and then you guys, I guess you have that, yeah, <laughs> and the south the of the op- border talk down south, right? So yeah, op- op- the lights and you yeah. know all of that. Mm-hmm. Oh, most definitely. And your so trademark? I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's all right. I. Were you going to bring up the Latin Phoenix thing? Yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead. That's I was just going to say, you're and, and, uh, and you have a trademark name, uh, and you go by the Latin Phoenix. And, uh, yes. you know, tell me a little bit more about that. So uh, when I was 21, since you're from Lebanon, yes. um, you know, uh, Wolfram Magoo's uh, was up and running prominent, and um, uh, Bob and Judy, uh, you know, they both now passed. Mm-hmm. Um, when I turned 21, my middle brother, Ivan, took me to to go sing at Wolf Magoo's. I mean, that's all I wanted to do was to sing, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, you know, in 2004, um, well, let me backtrack. So in 1999, uh, and, and I know it sounds like a Prince song right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I met Jamie. And she was doing her, you know, her round and her circuit. Uh-huh. And um, so from, you got to think about this from, so I turned 21 and then from 21 to 1999, um, when I finally met her, she goes, I'm realist, you just get your sets together. You can sing, you can do this, right? I'm like, okay. So I got my sets, my background tracks together. And then from there I realized, hey, you know, well, I can do this, you know? So I yeah. started contracting bands. Well, that, you know, that that's a whole nother world. You know, you have your ups and your downs and whatnot. And so um, how I got the Latin Phoenix brand was one of my friends said, you know, you're like a phoenix. It doesn't matter what's going on. If, if you can <laughs> hit rock bottom, you're going to reinvent yourself and yeah. you're going to rock again. And, uh, and I kept that on the back of my mind. And I said, well, you know, when I decide to really get serious about this, I'm going to do the Latin Phoenix Nice. And that's how it stayed. Yeah. And then also part of that Latin Phoenix, uh, are you, you're opening a, a cafe? A creperie, yes. And that's going to yeah. be called the Latin Phoenix Club. Is that it, correct? The Latin Phoenix Creperie. Okay. Oh. Wow. <laughs> that's the cool. Latin Phoenix that's so Crapery. cool. Yeah. And then um, uh, in three years, uh, we're already under a sales agreement. I'm going to have 
the Latin Phoenix B and B and fine dining fine dining experience. Oh my so gosh! Um, so it's a already established um, fine dining and B and B. They've been in business for about twenty years. Okay. In three years, then it's the same owner for all three commercial properties. Um, I'll be able to have that brand as well. So it's already fully functioning. I don't have to start it from the ground up. Yeah. But vision is to bring other artists and have them perform and have other people see them perform. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. almost like uh, like open mic nights or something like. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Except That's they'll awesome. get paid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good point. Good point. That's always a good thing. That's always yeah. a good thing for sure. Wow, that's and then awesome. COVID happened, you yeah. know. So we're just we're just pivoting. I mean, we're just we're just going with the flow. But yeah, uh, the Latin Phoenix brand is important because to me, it's just a constant evolution. It's a constant reinventing. And for me, you know, I've I'm sure everybody has been impacted. I've been personally impacted with COVID. I've lost people with you know that have had COVID, mm-hmm. and uh, I think that. Uh, with everything that has happened, we just have to learn how to pivot or we're going to perish. And so I refuse. I mean, we're, we're all going to have an appointment that we can't reschedule. Right. Mm -hmm. And I want to be, I want to be able to say, leave a legacy behind. Yeah, Yeah, most definitely. And, and you know what too? uh, And I think if there's one good thing that we can say about COVID is it's going to weed out the the real people versus the not so real people and the people who truly yeah. put the hard work in are going to be the ones that continue the rise to the top and the people that just don't want to put in the work uh, you're just going to see them not exist they're exposed yeah yep they're exposed yes and, you know I, you know um Janie you know I always give credit to her and my middle brother Ivan mm-hmm. they're the ones been that conduit pushing me like don't stop keep going keep going you know and um one of the things that her and i have always talked about is you know music is something you know like to your point um when we first got on you like to see that live music interaction so you can feel that vibe you know you can feel that, that pulse that heat you know that connection you know where Maybe the artist and you locked eyes for a milli bit of a second and you're like, oh, you know, they love. <laughs> but um, I just think that with with what has happened to the whole world, it was just a drill. You know, like when you go into elementary school or whatever, you have this fire drill. Mm-hmm. I'll experience this fire drill. And so now what are we going to do? Are we going to, you know, are we going to just you know, be nothing or are we going to say, okay, we had a fire drill. This is a real thing now. Right. Yeah. And so I think with the, with the brand, you know, it's constantly rising up from the ashes. Not, I I don't want to burn like the Phoenix did, you know, but. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We don't want to follow suit exactly like the Phoenix. Right. Right. So they, I mean, if you don't mind, I'd, I'd like to look kind of little, ask a little bit of questions of like, how did it all really start for you? And and um, being being in the Latin um, music genre, um, w- was English always your first language? Or so English. That, that's that's a sounds on a chalkboard, and so I had to learn how to read, write, and interpret Spanish, like. We talked Spanish in the house, but it, it kind of went neck and neck with 
with English. So I, I didn't go to school and I wasn't like, oh my gosh, what are they saying? I don't understand. I want to go home. You know, it wasn't mm-hmm. that vibe. But at the same time, my mom determined that you're going to learn. And if, if you don't learn, you're going to sink. And, um, and I just made it a point to learn how to speak, read it, write it, and sing it and interpret it. And I'm thankful for it because yeah, a, lot of, a lot of people are like, oh, well, you're in America. You need to learn how to speak spe- uh, English. And I'm like, well, Puerto Rico is part of the United States. So <laughs> right. talk about it. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like okay, let me know how that works out. But, but um, yeah. So then, on top of that, then when you did start really learning or realizing that you really loved to sing, um, were you singing in both languages? Were you trying? You know, how how did that go? <laughs> well, so okay, when we grew up, we had a very strict upbringing. So music, secular music, was a big no no. So um, we found Power 99 FM back in the 80s. and <laughs> I remember that station. Oh, yeah. Was that so a Philly station, mom, right? Yeah. I believe yeah. so. Yeah. Yep. So my mom would go to work and we'd have that window of time where we didn't have to be out for the bus until X amount. So I'd be in there singing and thinking I was Patti LaBelle, Tina <laughs> and, you know, all, all the uh, all the old Luther Vandross. And so um, that's what I grew up listening to. And then as soon as that, that uh, key would click in, everything would be, okay, if you tell on me, I'm going to tell on you that you did X, Y, and Z. So we kind of all blackmailed each other, you know, to quiet. Yep. Um, but so I knew in my heart that I loved R&B. Um, I'm a little person, so I'm not going to say that I got that soulful, deep guttural gospel voice. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, I have my, I can hold my own. Yeah. Good. good and, good. um, the, a lot of the catalog, um, artists that I cover, Marie, Alita Adams, Anita mm-hmm. Bates, um, some Bonnie Rayett, some Patsy Cline. Oh my. Um, yeah. Wow. I love, I love my country, you know, and, um, the Vandros and, uh, yeah. And I got involved with, uh, salsa music um when i was introduced with mark anthony's bass player urban Paris, and so um i had did a, a show in philadelphia with um uh, vanessa williams um director and piano player and so we we did a whole album together salsa and r&b nice Troy, yeah, what, is so people, it, what is it with these people that, you know, they, they come on board here and they just nonchalantly say, yeah, I, I played with Mark Anthony's <laughs> bass player and, and this person and it's that person. It's time for my chocolate. Yeah, I'm like, oh, my gosh. It's like, you know, do, do you like do you realize like how big of a deal that kind of is when you start playing with people in that level of profession? Or or do you just kind of just kind of go with it? Just another day, or <laughs> <laughs> I go. You know what? I I was never. Well, let me let me let me say this because I didn't I didn't um, grow up with that stability of all these huge name artists. I would have big name artists get upset with me because I wasn't starstruck, and I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't know who you are. 
<laughs> ah. Wow. You know, okay. And I, I just I just want to work with you. Can we work together? Can we can we do a song? Can we do a single? Yeah. And you know, box. Right? So they're Who? Getting, like, okay, well, all right. You know, so I have a nice catalog on the Spanish side and a nice catalog on the English side. Like Napoleon. Mm-hmm. I put him on, on a song. Um, you know, a lot of great Latin Latin folks. And, you know, at the end of the day, we're all just people. Right. You know, like I, I did the, um, I brought Jose Feliciano to Harrisburg in 2013. Wow. wow. <laughs> and um, I did the whole end-to-end performed. I had, you know, um, a young girl, her name was Katie May, who ended up a couple of years later being on a stage for the Miss America pageant. Okay. Wow. You no, know, so, you know, we're, we're all people. And, you know, there's no up and down. I mean, we're all, this, to me, I, I see everybody the same. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I guess that's, it kind of keeps you humbled and it kind of keeps you, like, on the straight and narrow where you're able to just truly focus on your mm-hmm. gift of music and so forth. Mm-hmm. So, wow. That's pretty cool. That is cool. Did you find yourself um, in, like, high school choir and everything then, too? <laughs> no actually i didn't th- i didn't think so and, and i was kind of and i was, was kind of wondering where you'd go with that because a lot of artists don't actually end up in choir or something or or choral concert they end up doing their own thing so let's hear your okay. story so this so okay uh, my parents uh raised me jehovah's witness mm-hmm. oh, wow. so that um that was either you were in the world or out of the world and so we weren't allowed to do secular music which hence is the as soon as that that key and that door shut you know my mom was going to the sewing factory just to go sew power 99 was on and (laughs) (laughs) i mean thriller michael jackson um, we were like yes you know nice so for me i didn't really get my feet wet in the music until i was 21 Oh, wow. Yeah. So I I really didn't know the who, what, when, and where. And then as far as like, um, like Urban Paris, you know, um, I didn't even know who Mark Anthony was back in 2004. Wow. That's not, that's not that far ago, right? No, no. And so that's why to me, I'm just like, I'm not starstruck because I I, I really don't know these people. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. So, so let's turn this question a, a different way then. When when your parents do end up hearing you singing some of this stuff that they were such, you know, that they were against so much, how how did that transpire and how did that conversation go? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's put it this way: the one of the um, Latin CDs that I did, I was feeling myself on that. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I don't know what happened, but I tatted my whole front. And, and I thought, I am woman, I'm going to do salsa, and I'm going to let the salsa people know, and I'm going to let my parents know that I'm, 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 I can do this, right? Mm-hmm. And so my parents, they were like, uh, please tell us that all those tats that you have are just, you know, like stick on, press on. <laughs> like, nope, it's the real deal. And um, uh, they were like, well, why did you do that? And, you know, why did you feel the need to connect tattoo with, 
um, with their music. And I'm like, I don't know. It was just something that I wanted to do. And um, they didn't know what to make of it. <laughs> know what to make of it. They, they didn't know like, oh, you know, are you going to, you know, be exactly what we didn't want you to be, you know, sex, drugs, rock and roll, you know, all yep. that thing. Yeah. and tats and whatever. And it just never was me. Huh. And uh, I don't think they understood the the magnitude. I don't think they understood the the desire and the, the longevity. I mean, I'm, I don't have any shame in telling people I'm going to be 53 years old this year. You know? Wow. And, uh, and I started doing music at 21. Okay. Yeah, that's so, impressive. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. So, you know, um, music has never let me down. Um, some of my choices that I've made with dealing with people within the music industry is what has let me down. But again, there are choices that I made that if, had I really did a deep dive and took the time to really um, learn, then I wouldn't have had that experience. Right. Yeah, right. I guess that's but a big thing as- too. I mean, you know, you're it, at the very least those bad dealings. You were able to be like, you know what, uh, I I can I learn from it. this. <laughs> yep, I own it. I did something that I probably shouldn't have done, and now I'm not going to do it again. And who knows? Maybe that's what brought you and Baron together. You know, ultimately, where you were kind of more focused on making the right deal as opposed to just making any deal. Exactly, exactly. And losing out an obscene amount of money because, you know, people are going to promise the the moon and the stars and you're Mm -hmm. thinking, okay, well, they're going to get me to the next level. And I'm like, but but what is the next level? What does that look like? Is that 1% you're going to find me dead somewhere because, you know, I'm OD'd or whatever? Or Mm. is the the 99% going to be you know what i can make a comfortable living and still share my music right and people on board with me you know and i chose the latter i'm mm-hmm. like you know what i don't need to be famous i don't need to i, I want to be able to have obscurity i want to be able to to dress in jeans and put my hair in a ponytail and not yeah. worry about paparazzi trying to kill me <laughs> that's a fine line to play there though isn't it also, as far as as far as like making a living, but also wanting to have privacy too, you know, like in, in a business like that. So I've always had a plan B or an escape hatch. So I've always worked a full time job, and then I did my music. And one of the things that that hurt me uh, with, for the for example, the idle loan, like I worked a full time job. So from my job, I paid engineers, my musicians, Baron, everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, when I lost my job in March, um, I could no longer pay the people that were under me, and I had to furlough ten people. Oh wow! Uh. So when I applied for for this loan, they kept me um, on the hook like till last month, and they said, "Well, you didn't W two them; they're contractors." And I'm like, "Well, gee, you should have told me that. I wouldn't have applied, you know." Right. Um, so. My my other take now is, okay, well, uh, I'm going to open up the crepery and you know, I have some money set aside where where I can do that and um, I'll be able not to give back to my musical peers because obviously it's going to be hard for them to get work as well. Sure. And what 
what Barron's offering and what uh, Eleanor's doing, it's working. So I'm going to use their expertise. I'm not going to reinvent the wheel. And I'm going to say, look, I'll make the crepes and you do the music. <laughs> Easy peasy. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and every now and then I might get up on the mic and I'll, I might maybe do um, uh, an intimate evening with Amaryllis, you know? Yeah. But I don't need to be seen. I really yeah, that, well, You know, good luck in the adventure and I hope everything works out <laughs> well for you. Um, with that being said, it, it, if it does take off the way you want it to, do you still have roots here in Lebanon? Would you possibly look at maybe opening a shop this way? I would love to open a shop that way. Um, I, I do have roots in Lebanon. Um, this has been, so the, the creperie, the, the B&B, and, you know, really nice, quote, quote, unquote, swanky restaurant has been a dream of mine for over 30 years. Oh, wow. Um, I used to sing at the St. Moritz Club and in Harrisburg. I don't know if you're familiar with it. But I'm not. I'm not either. So St. Moritz Club was um, the black club where everybody would go listen to straight jazz. I mean, it was like you would have the people from Philadelphia come in. And I mean, it was just the music, R&B, the whole nine yards. And they would have, you know, the, the whole experience Mm -hmm. and i remember going in there at 22 and i thought man it would be nice to one day have this opportunity to to have a club like this but tie in an agency or or in other words like if whatever community i was in maybe uh, do something with habitat for humanity or make a wish or um american red cross and have these events but also be able to donate some of those proceeds and, and just kind of do a whole community thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for the past 30 years, I've been, I've been doing what they call pop-ups, but I've been doing that for 30 years. Yeah. And basically as you rent a venue and you get the tickets and you get the people and, you know, you organize the whole thing. And um, when I got the opportunity here in Dublin to have a brick and mortar, I'm like, mm. why not? Yeah. And so I, I would love to, this established Troy and then be able to go back to Lebanon and say, you know, this is where I came from. These are my roots. I don't want people to think I forgot about them. And have something there. Yeah. So, so you still have family here then? Yeah. My mom lives there. My brother lives there. His wife lives there. Um, have, you know, a bunch of friends and um, childhood friends that live there and, um, you know, have acquaintances that live there, and, and I'm very well connected with them. Wow, sounds awesome. like sounds like the creperie could be pretty well packed every night just on the people you just listed. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, no, that's awesome. Well, I mean, it sounds. And, I know. Yeah, go ahead, Troy. I was just saying, I know Lebanon loves to support their own people here. That's right. And, and I know if you brought something like that here, it. it people would love to come help you and support you. I, I know they would. I, mm-hmm. I know how this community is. Well, I tell you, um, for me, from my personal experience, um, the people that, that know of me, you know, they know that music is my heart. You know, it's, 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 it's what, what I'm known for. And, um, you know, a lot of people, they're excited, you know, that I moved away and they're excited that I've done a lot of things. I believe in my heart that, you know, if I would come back and do something, that, that that would just that would be full circle. 
Yeah. yeah that, that would be awesome. And and I'll tell you what, and now I really feel uh, silly asking you about the American Idol question because after getting to know you a little bit more, uh, because that is so not you. No. <laughs> and uh, now I know why you made that face when I asked you that question. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, uh, but it's really neat to see someone who is really um, – who really values the art more than they do the actual physical fame of of what goes around it, and uh, it's it's just kind of neat because that's that just tells me that what you put out there is very genuine and very real. And uh, how can someone not appreciate that? You know, so um, yeah, so I, I I can't see anything but success rolling your way, especially when you get Thank this you. crapery up and running and. You know, um, I'll definitely be a customer. I have a friend that lives in Atlanta, Georgia, so I'll, I don't know. How nice. far are you, how far are you from Atlanta? About two hours away, but I'm, I'm also going to be making, um, crepe kits. Oh. Um, crepes, the, the actual, um, crepe lasts up to seven days. Okay. So, you know, put, the, you know, like the condiments and things like that. And of course you have overnight, you could overnight it, um, and, one of the cool things about the crepery is I'm actually getting an automated crepe maker. Oh, it's, you know, I'm making a whole bunch of crepes. So it's, <laughs> it's not going to be work for me. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, but I would say for me, you know, I, I thank you so much for, for, um, for seeing that, you know, within the last hour that we've been speaking, mm-hmm. music, music really saved me as a person, you know, growing up. Um, it, it was my, it was my highway, you know, like dealing with a lot of stuff as a child and then as a teen and then even growing up, um, being able to maybe uh, I want to listen to Tina Marie or I want to listen to Phyllis Hyman or mm-hmm. Patty Le- or Aretha Franklin or Luther or Michael Jackson or, or um, Lisa Farrell. I mean, just whatever the, the mood I would be in, sure, I would be just to just go away and not even think about um the happenings at that time. Mm-hmm. Most so, definitely. Um, so music, music has been really good to me. It's, it has saved me from a life that, that I could have, you know, I, I could have went down the, the drugs and alcohol life. You mm-hmm. know, could have went there, but I mean, God has had his hand and, and, you know, he's had his hand on me. He's, mm-hmm. he's me. I mean, I, I can't, I really honestly can't say that, that I've done it myself. I mean, he's really protected me. Well, and, and you definitely seem to have a head on your shoulders too, in regards to, uh, you know, knowing between right and wrong and not allowing things around you to heavily influence your decision-making, um, and instead allowed yourself to influence what you felt was best for the, the moment, I guess. Yeah. So, well, I mean, it, it hasn't been easy. <laughs> it never like, is. Like, did, I just, did I just do that? What was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's you, so true. You know, you're definitely, you know, on a good path. And um, and we wish you, you know, nothing but the best. We hope everything works out with the with the crepery. Thank and you. we hope we hope to see one back in our hometown here as well, if, if everything be, flies the way you want to. That's right. That would be um, awesome. And before we let you go... Um, where, where can people find you, social media and such? Where, where can they find you at? So right now, yeah, I've been really, really, really bad with that. I took a hiatus um, 
from social media for about a couple months. Um, I, you know, I might peek in and out. Um, I just felt like I needed to really align myself with God's purpose and see what it was that he wanted for me and kind of purge and refine me as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, because to your point, this is going to be something huge that's getting ready to happen. And, and I feel and completely believe that unless I, you know, get my thought and, and my, my place aligned the way that God wants it to be, it could turn into something catastrophic. So I, I took, um, took a small hiatus, but um, right now you can find me on Facebook, The Latin Phoenix. Amaryllis, also known as The Latin Phoenix. Um, you can look at The Latin Phoenix Crapery, um, or you can just Google and um, I'm working on an actual website. I'm working on that. I want to make sure that it's something that I don't have to be updating constantly. That's something that's kind of, you know, use my time wisely. Because I was mm-hmm. I was on Facebook posting like, okay, like this, this, this doesn't make any sense. So <laughs> The Facebook is a really good platform. I am not on Instagram, and I'll tell you why. I got catfished one time. No. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, that was really interesting. Yeah, they wanted 5000 Oh, my gosh. I was getting ready to do it. And so I thought Instagram is not for me. I learned a lesson. And um, the Twitter, I think I can sync that to Facebook. But, again, I would defer that to Baron. Um, yeah. The website, um looking at integrating the, the Latin Phoenix Crapery, having having that as an as a catch all and um, having like the delivery, the the um, online ordering and all of that, but also oh by the way, did you know that she's also an artist? And then they can find out all the information. Right. And an author too, by the way. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> published yeah, your you own all... poem book i saw so that's awesome thank you that the, it, there again i for me i didn't aspire to be an author it was writings that i started in eighth grade mm-hmm. and um and i just sent all the writings like from eighth grade to 1998 send them to this publishing company and um they they coded the book and I sent them pictures and they did, they did the, you know, like the, the publication, but those writings, um, I was being woken up like at three, four o'clock in the morning. And it was like, God was giving me inspiration and things to write. So that's where that came from. Oh, cool. So that's I have not, <laughs> 1998, it all stopped. I have not had any inspiration. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, God, I guess that's it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's only been what twenty something years ago, so. <laughs> I can't, I, I, yeah, I mean, Janie, Janie, and I, we often talk about that, and it's, it's unreal. Like our daughters met, we met when our daughters were eight and nine years old. Okay. Daughters now are thirty-two and thirty-three with oh, children. Wow. <laughs> oh my gosh! You know, and and we've maintained our friendship. I mean, we've been yeah. friends the entire time. That's awesome! That's fantastic. Yeah. Time flies when you're having fun. Yeah. So what what inspired you guys to do Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie? Well, uh, Troy and I were both uh, actual DJs at a radio station. 
Well, and, WLBR. Yeah, WLBR. You know, yeah, WLBR. I grew up with W. I yep. grew up with WLBR. So, so I was uh, <laughs> I worked uh, at WLBR for eighteen years, and Troy was there for. Um, uh, I was only there maybe three or four, three or yeah, four something years. like that. Yeah. But when we worked together, we were like, you know what? Wouldn't it be cool if we we even kind of came up with a, our own show idea? What was that like? Fifteen plus years ago. And Is that right? it was, yeah, it was probably almost twenty years ago. Yeah, right? yeah, and then uh, and then for whatever reason, I was like, you know what, we could probably do a podcast. So I I got in touch awesome. with yeah, I got in touch with Troy, and he he liked the idea, so we put it together, and uh, and here we are. So we started yeah. this in uh, well Memorial, Day, Memorial weekend. Day weekend, yeah, Mem- Memorial Day weekend of this past Memorial Day. So. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so we're almost we're coming up on our year mark here pretty soon. That's right. So, so what do you like? What do you aspire? I mean, you guys give great interviews. You're awesome. Oh, thank you. You, you know, just cut and dry. Oh, you know, it's like, you know, we. we <laughs> I'm sure we both done that, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, we're we're just a bunch of amateurs, and we're just you know what I mean. I like, we're, love we're, it. We just like having a conversation with people and just trying, you know. And that's and him and I both were we were on the same page with this. We don't like to lay out our notes. We don't. We just like to. However, the conversation yep. goes and whatever comes to our head, you know, it's just it, it. it's more fun that way. It is, yeah. I, I like to just sit down and like having a conversation like we're in our living room, you know. And uh, I love it. So that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Now I see you like sharks. I, I'm looking at your background. <laughs> Jaws back there. Um, those are actual. <laughs> yeah, they're film cells. So, uh, but yeah, that's Jaws. Uh, the, I forget what the other one is. Star Wars. Star Wars, Phantom of the Opera, so it's a it's a wide variety. And I and I see you have your reel. What is that like a um, an Mov- old Hollywood reel? Yep, yeah. it's a movie <laughs> reel. <laughs> so, okay. I'm very observant. I'm very yes, observant. you are. I she turned yes. the tables on us here. I know she's doing the interviewing here. What's going on? <laughs> well, uh, it's nice. You know, it's, it's nice to know. Like you know, you just can't like talk about me 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 i mean you you really ha- it's a two-way highway yeah. you know and, and i can yeah. definitely tell you're that type of person without a doubt <laughs> so you don't like you don't like the attention all on you that's for sure nah, <laughs> nah. except when she's on stage exactly right that, that's <laughs> yeah. my home that's right all eyes on yeah. me up on stage yeah. yes yes don't interfere um, with her home right <laughs> I, I guess one more thing i can ask to follow up then is did you ever get a chance to perform in Lebanon area like since you've become a recording artist and such um you know Lebanon per se no I mean I I, I've done the bar scene like the um the woofers and Mm -hmm. I I you know I mean I know there's not too many venues in Lebanon so right so um I did the the forum okay and I did um some some Harrisburg clubs the St. Moritz Mm -hmm. uh so I I did uh, Lancaster Molly's Pub Belvedere in um, St Moritz uh, you know some some obscure clubs and uh, I would say that the major, the major event that I did was in 2013 when I rented the Forum mm-hmm. hired, hired Jose Feliciano um, you know and asked him to come through in August of 2013 because he was doing a world tour and. Mm-hmm. So um, a year prior to that, I had saw him in Florida, and, and uh, he was um, so on the Latin side. I'll tell you a little bit about that. So when you're when you're doing a show on the Latin side, then 
a family will host you or a restaurant will host you and then you are the artists that come in and you all talk or whatever and so we collaborate well that collaboration took about a year because you, know, you had to plan and all of that sure so my my last big show was at the forum with jose feliciano oh that is awesome you know here's a my son um when he was 11 or 12 actually performed at the forum Okay. Yeah, he was uh, he he was in an all acoustic uh, guitar orchestra. And, oh, I uh, love it. Yeah, and he actually got Aww. to perform, which is really neat. In fact, uh, and <laughs> and I know you'll love this, but I guess the person who was opening up was one was Aaron Kelly, uh, who was an American Idol finalist. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> I have no more chocolate. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, but no, good, good. Yeah. So what does he do? Like, well, he's in college he now. He's, uh, yeah. he's he's going for to be an engineer, electron uh, electric engineer. So, okay. Uh, but yeah, he still loves to play though. He'll he'll send me videos and and such of him playing the guitar. Just just oh. yeah. So he still loves it. Yeah. yeah okay. And what about you? Well, every once in a while, when Howie's son sends uh, guitar riffs or whatever, Howie will play them on. A, he'll mix them in with the podcast sometime in yeah. little spots of our shows. So. Nice. <laughs> yep. So, Troy, what um, what do you do? Like, what do I do? I mean, yeah. um, I, I work for. Um, I don't really know what to say, but I work for a local telecommunications company in our area. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I do that, you know, as my full-time gig. And, okay. um, um, I'm married, and we have four kids, and um, uh, one just graduated in 2020, and the okay. other ones, um, you know, we, we're in the Cedar Crest District as well. Okay. Um, so they might have had some of the uh, same teachers, maybe, possibly, or I don't know. Well, one thing I do know that they don't have is a smoking lounge. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, the smoking lounges are well a thing of the past. I can't believe those were even in school. Can you believe that? No, I. Oh. You know what? I was. They used to call me Square because I just I I was not about it. And you would see them coming in there, you know, like you know, yeah. like whatever, you know. They're like, "Oh, you Square." I'm like, you know. yeah. <laughs> "Guess what? I'm going to live thirty years longer than you too, right?" <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, do you do you have any hobbies as well, Troy? Um, I mean, this is really my only hobby. I mean, I used to love to play a lot of volleyball. Um, I don't do that so much anymore. Um, I mean, honestly, this this is my hobby on my side, really. I I mean, because it. because the kids, you know what I mean? The kids are what take up our time right now. So if they have things going on, that's what takes up my time. You mm-hmm. know? So I'm going to ask the question then, how have you been dealing with the, you know, with the remote learning and, and all of that? I mean, so so my oldest daughter, she's in middle school. And, um, she's been doing all virtual, um, and they have, they still have the teachers instruct the classes and stuff like that. So they're still there to keep them on track. Um, our, our littles go full time. They're the elementary school kids. They go full time unless they have done a couple times where they've done virtual learning days. And I think they're just kind of tossing it around because I don't know if you've heard or not, but they're even up North here. We get snow. I don't know if you know what that is down there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> No. Gee, you know, I think you got a foot the other day. Yeah, we did. <laughs> so anyway, they're thinking about possibly using the virtual learning days as snow days. So that way they don't have to make them up later. So, mm-hmm. okay. So 
they've been playing around with that. So, but yeah, the virtual it's it's. It's it's tough for the elementary kids. It is tough for the oh, elementary kids. Yeah. But the, the middle schoolers and the high schoolers, I th- I think it's a better option for them. I think it's just really hard for the elementary school kids. Yeah. Though. Yeah, I think the middle school and the high school, it's less social, so they can actually concentrate on what mm-hmm. they need to concentrate and not get themselves in mm-hmm. unnecessary problems. Yeah, I think a lot of times with uh, in elementary school, you're still learning a lot of the the fine motor skills and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. you just need to see it or feel it to be able to do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. True. Most definitely. True. Most definitely. <laughs> so, well, you know what, Amarellis, this has uh, been a lot of fun chatting with you and, uh, thank you. Yeah, there's probably some more things that we can even definitely touch on base with, but maybe we'll have to do this again <laughs> because, uh, I do have some other questions that I'll have to, to get with you about. And especially, Especially when you uh, get the crepery up and running, you know, yes. we will definitely have to uh, talk yeah. about that. And we might even have to try a sample of your work uh, while we <laughs> that chat. That would not be a problem. All right. All right. Just want to make sure that you're aware of that right away. You know, especially now I that you said to. you can overnight this stuff, you know. Yes. so. <laughs> Yeah, when you, when you get that up and running, we'll definitely have to touch base with you again. I would love that. Most definitely. Well, and and if you come down to Atlanta, you know, it, Savannah isn't too far away. Yeah. And Howie's a big Braves fan. So. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> Troy is, though. <laughs> well, you can go to Tybee Island, go to the beach, you mm-hmm. know, and you can just stop through Dublin and get some crepes. Yeah, I like that idea. I like it. So, but yeah, it was great talking with you. And thank uh, you for having me. Thanks, yeah. JD, too. Yeah, no yeah, problem. Sure. I will. I will definitely let her know. Uh, in fact, I'll when we finally get this uh, this show dropped, I will uh, send her a uh, copy of it so she can listen to awesome. it. Awesome. So, awesome. Thank but, you so much. I appreciate you, Troy, as well. Thank you. I appreciate your time. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Take care. All right. Take care. See ya. All right, and uh, that last performance you heard was her uh, live performance with Jose Feliciano uh, during that Feliciano World Tour. And Mm -hmm. uh, by the way, her first song that we played uh, going into our um, podcast is uh, Meet Me on the Moon. So, Mm -hmm. and then we'll close it out again with, uh, and you know, forgive me if I say it wrong, but it's uh, Un Dia Bonito. Yeah, so, uh, Udia Benito. That, that's how I would say it. Okay, yeah. good. If you I say mean, it like that. Us, it... <laughs> I mean, neither of us um, are Spanish. So that's right. I mean, we're not going to have that accent like we should have to. It, but, um, <laughs> that's but, right. Um, yeah. But yeah, look those up. Um, and um, we can even post those links um, oh, yeah. to our, our page when we drop the episode, too. Yeah, we definitely but, will. And also, again, you can find her, um, Amaryllis, a.k.a. The Latin Phoenix. You can find her on Facebook there. And also look up her crepery that she's going to be opening, the Latin Phoenix crepery. Yes, and uh, and I definitely hope to uh, get a taste of uh, of that stuff. So, absolutely, uh, me yeah. too. Um, that'd be really cool. And and we'd even talk to her, and we're hoping that it goes well because if it does go well, she's even looking at possibly open up a second location that would be up this way. Heck yeah, and we'll definitely promote that. Hey, maybe we'll even do a live performance from there. What do you think? That would be cool. <laughs> hey, speaking of live, yeah, speaking of live performances, by the way, you know, I know uh, Brad Moyer from Liquid Noise is uh, requesting us. Yeah, yeah, so, you said that. Yeah, I can't, so. I can't wait to uh, go up there and check that place out. Oh I yeah, place. I didn't get a t- uh, chance to go up there and check it out yet. Yep, you'll have a lot of fun um, but, there, Troy. Yeah, but so. yeah, if you didn't get a chance to listen to our Super Bowl picks, you can listen to that quick before the Super Bowl goes. 
Um, and mm-hmm. uh, of course, our our guys Troy Martin and Jeremy Ryder really did it up. Didn't they? <laughs> the, I think they stole the show when it came to the uh, their uh, picks. So maybe, maybe maybe Jeremy's right. Maybe we shouldn't have them back on. Maybe they they, they will steal our thunder. <laughs> yeah, I don't want them starting their own podcast. You know, I don't <laughs> I don't want to be competing with those guys. Well, lucky for us, uh, Mr. Ryder is the most technic- technologically uh, inclined. That's right. Uh, That's right. Because I'll charge, I'll charge heavily to edit his work if he wants to go that hey, maybe, route. Maybe we need to start our own brand and then have them as our sister podcast. Like. Yeah, and and you know what? And and I don't know if you'll know if you know who this person is because for the life of me, I can't remember his name. But Jeremy Ryder reminded me of a guy who would appear on the Howard Stern show a lot. And he mm. he does a lot of like the the wrap up show. Uh, I haven't heard this. I haven't listened to Stern in a while. But there's this guy yeah, who's I an, haven't either. Yeah, there's a guy that's an actor, and he's got the same attitude and the same mentality. And as soon as he started talking, I'm like, oh my gosh, that reminds me of this guy. Yeah. Uh, so I, th- I think I remember who you're talking about, but I don't know his name. Off yeah. The top of my head. But yeah, I I do remember hearing about this guy before. So. Yeah, I wish I could remember uh, the name, but yeah, Jeremy. Oh my gosh, we're gonna definitely have to have those guys on again, absolutely. especially Even in if it's for it, something totally different. Yeah, because yeah. those two, those two like to bust at each other too, so that makes <laughs> it even better. Yeah, and finding out that uh, he works in a in a school district uh, that I'm mm-hmm. very much aware of, I have some questions about that too. I'd be curious to hear. <laughs> Here, what his take is uh, there, and if he's even allowed to talk about it, but uh, yeah, but yeah, it 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 was a really cool um, pick show. I thought so. Yeah, I thought so too. So yeah, make sure you get a chance to listen to that one. But um, yeah, real quick before we wrap things up, um, I just wanted Amaryllis, aka the Latin Phoenix. You can find her there on Facebook. You can find the Latin Phoenix Crapery, Um, and then those songs if you're looking for them. It's uh, Meet Me on the Moon. And then there was a live performance with Jose Feliciano in there. And then also Un Dia Bonito. Yep. And you'll hear that and, right uh, after this. And, yeah, also, on a, I guess, on a somber note, uh, we, yeah. did, we did lose Let's, one of our childhood um, actors, idols, I guess. Heroes, idols, yeah. Whatever, you, yeah, whatever <laughs> you want to call it during that time. Frame. Yeah. yeah um, you know, rest in peace to Dustin Diamond. Um, yeah, what a shame to lose him at such a young age and – I don't know if he kind of got all the closure that he wanted to um, with some of his former castmates. I know there was some rough things that they were going through there for a while. It seemed yeah. like he got most of it closed up. Um, um, I, I, I hope that the words that the castmates said about him after his death were heartfelt and not just said because, you know what I mean, just yep. because it seemed like the right thing to say at that time. Exactly, know? exactly. So, yeah, I definitely uh... – yeah, he was a fun character to watch. I mean, he was Absolutely. he was hilarious. Uh, he was so he was so off the wall, goofy. I guess I would classify it as stupid comedy. But yeah. you know what? That's the kind of comedy I actually enjoyed back in the day. Yeah, so. I, well, especially as I mean, and that's let's face it. I mean, that's what that show was for. It was for kids. Yep. Um, and you know those kind of stupid, silly comedy things like that. The kids, you know, go on to. I mean, even look at the kids shows that are on today. It's the same type of thing. Yeah, you know? very true. Very true. So, so he might yep. have paved the way for that type of humor for all these, you know, still preteen shows that are out today. Yeah, yeah, you're very, very right on that, I would think. So, but yeah, so once again, rest in peace, Dustin Diamond, also known as Screech from Saved by the Bell. Uh, and uh, also, once again, great performance, great interview with Amarilla Santiago, uh, also known as the Latin Phoenix. 
and uh, and I can't wait. Um, what a humble person, by the way. I mean, yeah. there's a person who really doesn't care about being a star. You know, nope. uh, all she cared about was just putting her music out. And I and I feel like we've interviewed a lot of those type of guests, where yeah. they were more interested in getting their music out more than they were about being in the spotlight. Yep. So uh, yeah, really cool person to talk with, and definitely check her out, folks. So, uh, but yeah, um, we are talking on a Sunday morning. In fact, it's Super Bowl Sunday morning is when we're recording this. So uh, hopefully you folks will get out and enjoy the uh, Super Bowl. And uh, unfortunately, um, Troy and I both have no chance of winning this thing in regards to our, our pick show. Thanks to yeah. Bruce. But, uh, <laughs> yep. Yeah, so so with that being said, guys, um, you know, thanks again for listening. We have over 1,900 listeners, by the way, which is awesome. So we yeah, keep growing. And, uh, and thanks, guys. And, yeah, you know, keep keep sharing for us, please. Most definitely. And what we're seeing too, by the way, is we're seeing consistency. And uh, and I go on a lot of these different podcasts because I'm new to the podcast world, and I'm trying to learn it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to learn it myself a little bit in regards to like marketing and such. And uh, what I'm finding out is a lot of the folks that are in the podcast world, they will start out with 100 listeners and then they'll go to zero. You know, so they really go into that dry spell because they don't know how to consistently put out product, I guess. Mm -hmm. And and I guess um, maybe that's where our background comes into play, Troy. I think that we we have fun at what we're doing. Uh, The folks that we talk with. They always have positive things to say about our interview when we're when we're done, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, and I think it's it goes a long way because if you're enjoying what you're doing and people are having fun talking with you, well, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna stay around for a little bit. So you yeah. guys are stuck with you, us. You hit a key point there too about being consistent too, because ever since we decided to start this thing up, uh-huh. like whether we had the content we wanted or not, we found it. Yep, and we've put out an episode every week. Yeah, we sure week, did. So. Yeah, we haven't missed a week, which is kind of yeah. impressive because we're, you know, we're not that far away from being on this for a year. Yeah, so, exactly. So yeah, yeah we're, do- we're doing a good job. We're staying consistent, whether we've been Heck on yeah. vacation, we try to get stuff in the, in the, you know, in the can, as you could say, or, yep. you know, we just have stuff ready to go. And, um, you know, we have a couple more people that we'd like to talk to, and hopefully those get interviews get lined up soon. And um, most definitely, you know, I'm hoping to have one of them next week for you. But uh, we'll get, you know, we'll stay tuned for that. <laughs> That's right. All right. Well, hey, perfect way to end it, Troy. And uh, so, with that being said, stay tuned and listen to Un Dia Benito from the Latin Phoenix.
Thank you for listening to another episode. Please like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at StayTunedTNH. Email us, StayTunedTNH at gmail.com. And uh, whichever podcast avenue you're listening to us on, Google, Apple, Spotify, uh, please subscribe, share, rate, and review. And until next week, stay tuned.